Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Liam. And this is the podcast where we talk to actors about the roles they didn't get. But absolutely could have played. Hello and welcome to this episode of Roles I Could Have Played. I'm Liam. And I'm Holly. And we are very, very excited to welcome our special guest this week. So this is my wonderful friend and very, very talented actress, Ellie Burrow. Um, she has basically worked everywhere. Most recently, you were at the Shakespeare's Rose Theatre, right? Doing Macbeth and Midsummer Night's Dream before the lockdown. And you've done War Horse at the National. You've done Speed the Plough at Theatre Royal Bath that went to the West End. You've done People at the National. You did Comedy of Errors at the Globe. I mean, you've basically ticked off all of those boxes. Um, so thank you so much for doing this and welcome. It's very exciting to be here and to see you virtually, which is second best at the moment, to I see know. you in person and uh, getting drunk in Soho together. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so how does it feel listening to like some of the stuff that you've done, listening to your bits of your CV read out? You sort of forget, you're always kind of thinking about what's next and, and, and things that you're not in. I think there's a lot of that. Yeah, you've, you've got to remember the positives and how far you've come and what you have done already. And um, no, it's cool. Yeah. If you had to pick one that you're like the most proud of, what would you say? Yeah, working at the National as well several times is, is a dream come true. And that it's those, um, and the Globe, actually, both of those buildings are really quite magical and there's a real like family feel to them. It, it's steeped in history and so many wonderful people. Amazing. Your CV is very, very impressive. I was When I was looking through it, it was like, wow, like you've done some really amazing stuff. How's it sort of been for you now that we've, we're now into our sort of third lockdown um, and trying to adapt to this, this sort of new normal? So at the start, I kind of, I think I was doing a bit more, I was doing Zoom readings of plays with some friends. We, I also did this other, project which was kind of cool where you were teamed up with an actor that you'd not met before but then I've also had this long period now I'm working at zero hours uh, well which millions of hours um part-time job that I do which is just sort of front desk um, but we love a muggle job and and like being celebrate the muggle jobs outside the industry and just kind of yep. doing a part of the fact how can I put this it sort of reminds me sometimes you just get into the of doing the nine to five I almost mm. forget that I'm an actor anyway so up and downy with my artistic abilities at the moment <laughs> I think you are by no means alone with that it's been really nice finding out about what you've been up to and what you've done but today we are here to talk about the roles that you didn't get but absolutely could have played so let's start off what was that role for you so I was doing something at um, at the National at the time, and uh, which was, you know, again, you're kind of like, oh my God, this is like my dream place to work. There's some amazing people in the cast. But as is the way, particularly if you're a slightly younger actor and you're working in one of these amazing big places like that, I was in a small ensemble type role. So then you start, you know, there's a lot of stage time where you're not, where you're off stage and you're in your dressing room and you're thinking, mm-hmm. I'm really underused and like, oh, my life, which is fair enough. Um, Anyway, so I was feeling a bit like I wanted my creative juices to be stimulated a little bit more. Um, And it was just this one part, it was Queen Margaret. It was in, it was going to be a touring production, Henry VI. I didn't even know the speech 
I wasn't that familiar with it. And I had been at the Globe before, but I hadn't heard from them for years. You know, anyway, so I was getting called in again to the Globe and it was this amazing, meaty and beautifully written and like so much to get my teeth into. And it just, I was like, oh, it just felt like a, the right time for it. And, you know, I was like, oh, and then I could just go straight onto that from this job and I can prepare while I'm in this because I don't really need to think about this one anymore. And it's, and I hadn't met the director before. So yeah, so you, and also I felt quite like at home, like returning home to go to the Globe. And then there was also a girl like waiting to go in. She was like, oh my God, were you, did you do Comedy of Errors? I was like, oh, oh yeah, I did. She was like, I saw you in that, you were so good. I was like, oh, that's so kind. Oh my God, it was, you know, it's very sweet. It doesn't happen very often anyway, not necessarily from other actors either. So I was just like, oh wow, you know, a little boost of extra confidence. And I was like, oh yes, Shakespearean woman I am. <laughs> so Ellie, how yeah. did the audition originally come about? Um, you know, was it through your agent? Do you remember the email dropping in? What, what, can you just talk us through that initial, oh, I'm going in for X? Um, so it was through my agent. First up, whenever you get a phone call from your agent, it's, I mean, you know, they're the only people that you always answer the phone to. That and your mum, well. And your heart always goes a little bit bumpity bump when, when your agent phones. It's, it's hilarious. It will never change. It's exciting, usually. Always exciting when you get an email from your agent as well. So this was a big one, you know, a nice juicy one. So she would she would have rung me as well. And then you're like, so if you just want to check your emails, like, yes, I hey. I mean, great, great, of course. It's when you just start reading something, you know, the 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 sides that they want you to read. So it was a very specific speech. I mean, and there's not a huge number of playwrights that offer you a big, fat, juicy, meaty soliloquy. Yeah, especially, um, I mean, Shakespeare for women. Totally, a rally rousing, I mean, just emotional, strong, powerful. So things that I, an absolute dream for any actress. I was going to say, it's just, it's fair to say that your sort of gut reaction to this was very, like, it, it had quite a visceral connection with you it was yeah. it wasn't just a part it was something that you needed almost exactly and I think that's the thing and it, it, I will often liken it to dating and, and falling in love um it, it's when you sort of you might go on a date with somebody you're like oh my god they're really nice on paper and gray and but it's not that when you meet somebody that you're kind of like I feel a bit sick because that person has the potential to break my heart you know you're kind of like oh god am I really oh no Ouch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is yeah. such a good analogy. So I want to ask um, what kind of, with all of that in mind, with like your initial yeah. reactions in mind, you know, what prep did you therefore do and how was that informed by how much you wanted it? I think I did, I did all that I could do. But I enjoyed it, and I think that's sometimes the thing to remember is, is that it's the journey and actually to get a script and to, to work on things that you actually think are really important and poignant and, and, and moving. It's, it's quite a gift and quite a treat to be able to work on a, on a bit of script and a scene. And, you know, I didn't really know that 
that play that well before. So, you know, I did, I did my work with my paper and pen and, you know, and you, you always research the director as well and see what kind of stuff they've done. But um, so it was enjoyable. It was, it was a lovely, it was an enjoyable process, I think. But I think what's also difficult is finding the space. This is the same with any auditions is who really has a kind of, you know, I, I don't like book out a studio and go and sort of like boom out the words. You know, you're, you're always sort of in your house or somewhere a bit random. And maybe I should, it's not like I'd invite a friend over and be like, right, I'm going to perform it in front of you in my front room. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Do you think that there's like a, sort of consciously or like to keep it sort of private at the beginning because it's because you're still working on it because you you don't know yourself yet you know what what is that about I think it's it's definitely like a, it's a combination of things it's something about you don't want to jinx it yeah. you know there's a yeah. sort of this strange superstition and you're totally you're like wait do I tell people no because if I tell people about it I'm gonna jinx it are you? <laughs> so you've got to be careful with your own heart, you know, quite seriously. Yeah. And, you know, or whatever. Or then people are like, oh, oh, I thought you were up for that part. You know, there's there's a lot of things that you, and you don't want to get yourself, to, you don't want to get yourself too invested. I think it is like protecting like, your heart. I think that's yeah. such a beautiful way of putting it and yeah. so accurate. Yes, you do. Because the nature of what we do yeah. when we get in the room is we're being asked to sort of like bear it all and show that side of ourselves, which is sort of the epitome of our entire job. So you've got to like connect to a level to be able to do yeah. that in the room in the moment, but then also yeah. disconnect because it's not yours yet. It's such a fucking, it's such a, it's a vicious really, circle. It's an incredible life skill to, I've also come to peace with the fact that I mean, I'm never going to be okay with rejection. Yeah. Who is? Yeah. You're going to get, yeah. of course, but grow a thicker skin. We're not all that thick skinned, but we've all just learned how to get on with it. When you get a role that you really feel a, a great connection with, like this one, do you, what's your process when you're sort of preparing? Do you find that you do more work? Well, so... Basically, it does, you know, of course, it, it depends practically how much time you've got. Um, but I have to say, I, and if it's a role that kind of clicks with you and sits truthfully in you and you can kind of, you can straight away understand that character, if that makes sense, then you almost not, you don't have to do as much if, if that makes sense yeah I mean maybe you do you should but I I guess yeah I don't think I ever ever like to over egg the pudding now I am not one I mean god maybe this isn't the right thing to do but I will not try to be off book because then I think it becomes a process of memorizing 100% I couldn't agree more and I, I just think it's I don't want to I don't want them to watch me memorizing something and, and trying to remember and, and it makes you incredibly nervous and it's actually not really that's not what the exercise is about it's not useful obviously 
it's not useful. Obviously, I'm going to learn it by the time we're performing it in front of an audience. But, <laughs> oh, you know, but I think being super familiar with it, of course, but you concentrate on the interesting things, like how this person speaks, how they're interacting, like also what are the key bits of what they're saying? What's their importance within the play or the yeah. the speech, whatever? Because hopefully, I think that's one thing I do do. I'd rather have time to read the whole thing, the whole play or film or whatever it is, understanding the context of it than then than, than just doing some sort of recital for them in the rehearsal room. Going back to what you were saying about that initial guttural sort of your choices you make, first of all, I often yeah. find, I don't know if you have this, I've now made a rule for myself that I, when I do self-tapes, I mm-hmm. will always nine times out of ten use the first take absolutely because there's only so much rehashing and like self-critical things you can do I think to an extent sure like if you like if you actually fuck up or whatever but I think there's something really I don't know it's like what you were saying about you know that those you want them to be fresh in the room you want those instincts to still be fresh in the room and I think over egging the pudding like you say Mm. sort of kills those moments of magic and also having, I kind of think I want to go with a half-formed, you know, nothing set in stone. This is an idea I have, but also being malleable within the room to respond when you're actually allowed to be in a room versus a self-tape. This is yeah, obviously because yeah. that's like, ooh, how about we, you know, how about they're a bit more like this? Or if I tell you that the other character is like this, how might that change you? You know, and so that you can then also look forward to the audition when you're given yeah. the quality you know the luxury of, of time and a bit of attention with with another human and like working on it together in that time that that's that is always an actually really exciting thing and makes it a whole worthwhile experience whether you get it or not actually um, it's nice yeah. it keeps it really organic and mm. I think that's that's also a really nice thing for our listeners to hear as well because it takes a lot of pressure completely audition yeah it is not a memory test like and I don't think I've ever heard a casting director there was actually a big storm on Twitter recently did you see not to get into this whole conversation because I find it absolutely dull but you know there was this (laughs) casting director that um talking about Twitter stuff is what I mean by that Mm. um there was this casting director that said publicly you've got to read you've got to learn my lines when you come in my room and everyone casting director wise was just like no you don't you know no you don't no how uninteresting I mean and absolutely fair enough if that's somebody that you probably don't want to really want to work with I'm interested in the work and in the character and in what's going on and unraveling something and And a conversation we can have a discussion yeah Yeah. an exploration sorry to sound too wanky but that's you know that's the joy of it Uh, trusting your gut and your initial instincts are really valuable what was the audition like what does your what do you remember about what we were kind of saying like how did that character sit with you in that moment while you were doing it do you remember what it felt like with Queen Margaret it was a lovely like old room in the globe which is also quite nice it was like an old wooden floor up in like some random attic-y room which I had not been in before um <laughs> I think I you know it's like prison. do you want to stand do you want yeah well yeah Shakespearean prison um you know do you want to stand do you want to do you want to do you want to use the furniture feel free to use the furniture if you want to Mm, I'm just gonna grab this chaise long and no um (laughs) I just did a regular standing up to say it you know you 
they're so emotive those big Shakespeare speeches you kind of anyway whatever I think I no stood. I think you've got to stand up yeah get the cannons involved sometimes it's good to sit though actually to kind of ground yourself equally depends depends anyway this one I reckon I stood you know I was I was moved um uh, ah! <laughs> I love that. I love that. about you. It's not all about you, Ellie. Um, no, I'm. No, but you know. Like, no, but in all seriousness, I know we're joking. Know, you, you do know, know when you've. It's you like a. Do. It's a rhythm. And it's a energy. Completely. I and I. You know, it, it. It went well. I did as good a Queen Margaret as. Is that yeah? Do you find that you um, have to consciously try to once you've left the room? Mm-hmm. sort of put it in a box or does that kind of happen naturally do you find that happens more over time or you know what is that like for you I wish we could say like yeah then I then I just I'm over it it happens the moment's <sighs> passed carry on no it's the same way if you're I'm again the dating analogy like if you're trying to kid yourself that that you're not waiting for somebody to text you back you don't even get a call though no not all the time, do you? no you don't I think that has to be in the top five shitty things about being an actor. It's like being like, ghosted. ghosted. What are the others? It's exactly like that, which is why some people are like, whoa, you know, I'm like, honey, one gets ghosted from the industry like regularly. Um, exactly. But no, I always get like that high, just, you know, because you, your adrenaline's going as soon as you come out and you bring your age and you let them know how it's going. You might ring your mom. You're like, actually, it went really, really well. Sorry, I've just had a coffee. Um, yeah, and, you know, I did my bit. We had a great chat about something else I'd done. He saw that on my CV. Oh, it's not like you need to go to like the park or something we'll to see. burn off the yeah, energy. Exactly. And you're like, <laughs> like right, is anyone in town? Is anyone in town? And then you get a bit tired Drinks. about an hour later. Yeah, exactly. And then the next day you're still like, woo, I had a great day yesterday. And then it's sort of like a few days afterwards that you're that kind of like, hysterical. why am I literally <clears throat> by you know, your mum rings, you're like, oh my god, mum. Oh anyway, just snap, <sighs> snappy to the closest people. But it's okay to to not be okay with it straight away. Of course. So yeah. what? So once you'd sort of done the audition, um, mm-hmm. and you were waiting, mm. uh, what, what? Where did it all sort of end? Well, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I even did get. Oh, I must have got the email because then you have this eggy conversation with your. Um, with your agent you know you'll it's been that few days or five days and then you're like well maybe they just you know haven't really focused on those parts yet to cast so they're working some other stuff out first so maybe nobody knows yet you're making up these random excuses as to why oh my god your imagination goes bloody everywhere I can imagine imagine. and then you sort of subtly trying to and you're like, oh, should I just ring my agent and be like have you heard and obviously if they've heard heard something you'll be the first to know guys Um, and then you just get that slightly heavy-hearted feeling and you're like and you almost have a little morning session and then you sort of you're like okay okay cool it hasn't gone my way thanks for coming we enjoyed it whatever but then you also do this thing then of course I you want to know who did get it yeah and actually and was it the girl google around (laughs) yes no yes yes oh my god 
It was. The girl that had said in the waiting room, were you yes. in such and such? And yeah. I thought you were really good. Yeah. Oh, and damn that's... it, and she's nice. No, she's... And that was a long shot. I did not <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Exactly. <laughs> it, it was her. And I just thought, actually, that's the point. Like, it could... There are jobs that you got that other great actresses or actors went up for mm. and are cool and really good at what they do and didn't it didn't go their way. Mm. And actually I was like, oh mate, fair, fair play to you. This is a little section that we like to call what the fuck happened? Someone has sent us, a member of the public has sent us in a story about an audition experience that we would, maybe maybe we've, maybe we you could give them some advice on what oh. you would do in this situation. Um, but Liam, would you like to read us the Okay, story? this is from anonymous listener. Thank you. You know who you are. We appreciate. Okay, oh, this is wait. literally word for word. So here we go. Okay. So... I got sent up for a fun version of um, The Importance of Being Earnest. Shit agent was like, it's fun, ageless in terms of casting, et cetera, et cetera. My ad, this person is, you know, mid twenties. Um, mm -hmm. I turn up and I'm like, okay, I see there's a theme for blonde girls to Cecily and whatever her name is, and that the Gwendolyn's are tiny. So I spot the only other tall girl in there and I'm like, who are you up for? Surprise, surprise, it's Madam Prism. Um, I've got nothing against the lovely lady, but also not up my street. Somehow I get a recall and I tell the agent that I want to also be seen for Gwendolyn because she's spunky and fun. Oh. And I thought that they might stretch to a taller Gwendolyn because why not? My agent refuses as apparently I don't have the witty acting chops nor the romantic oh. lead vibe, which made me think <laughs> so. I've got old blind lady vibes instead. <laughs> anyway, and in the recall, um, they simply asked me to do double takes, many of them, and uh, they didn't laugh at any of them. And it was as in comedy double takes rather than a film subtle double take. It was. What does that mean? A comedy double take? Like, it's like, you know, funny. When... can you do it again? No, <laughs> no, it's like when you do like double take, like when you just do double takes like that. When you just move oh, it do it again twice. for us. Do it again. Don't and now do it funny. Oh, yeah. okay. Now do it better. Um, exactly. So her main gripe was that she was going up for a part that she thought there was another part within that that she could do better. Is that? Mm. Mm. Yeah, essentially. And being told by an agent, no, you can't do that before even asking the sort of company or whatever, you know. Don't set up more obstacles and no's. I mean, <laughs> fine if the director has gone, sorry, but, you know, we've got quite a specific brief for that part yeah and you don't fit it yeah um but the agent being the one no rude also sorry, they're the person on your side very unhelpful not very nice yeah um yeah. also actually madam madam prism sounds much more fun and you'd probably <laughs> have stolen the show with that part particularly if you're somebody who's being cast in a part where the description is the funny one or the romantic lead or one of these titles which has got a huge amount of weight behind it or if your character's ever described as being pretty and you're like okay now how am I going to act pretty I mean this is my face yeah. you be the judge <laughs> of that I don't mm. it's kind of none of my business what mm. you think if it's pretty or not pretty and it's and certainly just... not very interesting to watch someone play pretty then it also has to come down to do I really want to work do I want to work with that director no 
if those are the important things to them and their values and sort of take the power into your own hands a bit and just be like actually if that's their vibe I don't want to be in your production if you don't want me then it probably wasn't a good match bye yeah 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 Yeah. mic drop even if you do your day mic drop (laughs) (laughs) amazing amazing fab madam prison it's much more fun (laughs) Um, Ellie, I just want to Are ask you, you quickly as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Do you have something in your mind, just off the cuff, um, yeah. like an embarrassing audition story or like a stupid audition, where somewhere that you've yeah. kind of gone, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, in this, like, um, is this for real? Is there anything you can think of? There was one that was for Paddy Power, and it was just, uh, and it was like just before my 30th birthday. So I was like having a bit of a sort of existential crisis about wondering who I am and why who why what's my career where's my career going do I have a career um and it was like (laughs) oh the breakdown was a bit like okay so there's a pigeon going around there's a pigeon going around and it's uh it's not pooing no what it does on people's heads is what comes out is is liquid luck so it goes around (laughs) pooing and not the word liquid luck drops down um, which is actually pink and glittery, but you know, yes, it does come out of the pigeon's bum in much the same way that pigeon poo does. Like, right. And you're there in a room with just sort of some guys on their phones, kind of like not really paying much attention. Someone with a camera, it's like, okay, so you're going to imagine that you're just about to get married. You're there at the altar. And then this liquid luck, Ellie, <laughs> lands on your head just as you're about to kiss the groom. So you're like, uh, Oh, oh, but you actually quite like it. It's actually, oh, 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 yeah, that's great. <laughs> now you're in the shower. It's almost a bit like, you know, oh, you really like, you really want to get this liquid luck all over you. Okay, so I'll just do like herbal essences, like, oh, mmm, ooh, okay, great. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. That's cool. Um, now you've got an ice cream. I've got an ice, an ice cream. Yeah, you've oh, got no, an ice cream. Oh, it gets cream. worse. Please don't mm. tell me. Oh, no, I know where this is yeah. going. <laughs> and it, like, lands on the ice cream. Ooh, oh, goodness. And now I want you to, like, lick it off. You want me oh, to throw no. what? Okay. Ah, mm. oh, <laughs> great. That's great. Okay, thanks. So the more and more humiliated I was feeling, the more and more I was just, like, laughing. I was just like, do you know what? This is absolutely jokes so then i just sort of started going for it i was completely <laughs> <Atta> girl. humiliated <laughs> i was like oh ooh. and it's like now you're oh god what it just they just kept throwing these and i obviously left that room i mean just pissing myself wanting to kind of throw myself onto the nearest bus you're also like spewing out onto the street in soho you're like what the hell am I doing with my life um and obviously that was like the only audition the only advert audition I've ever landed so did you get it (laughs) yeah I bloody got that one yes ma'am oh my god Um, please tell me if I youtube liquid luck Ellie Burrow it's gonna go (laughs) you'll find it oh it was just horrific and so bizarre and random and then obviously who came up with that concept like who, can, who went into the meeting room and went, I've got a great idea, guys. We're going to... Liquid luck. It's going to shit out of a yeah. pigeon. Yeah. 
but guys, how can we? And we'll pretend it's not actually pigeon poo. We'll just pretend it's liquid. I mean, it's. But you know what? They paid me. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. Yes. Cheers to that. Thank you. Thank you. If you could give any advice to your sort of younger self, your younger actor with the experience that you've had now, what what would you what would you say? Baby Ellie. Oh, <laughs> baby Ellie. God bless her. I don't, I've, I don't think I was a baby though when I graduated, to be honest. Um, <laughs> no, but the younger, I think I'd say just like keep the faith, really keep the faith and remember why you love it and why you got into it and what excited you about it at the beginning and the art and the work and it's the the monster and the beast is is the industry itself and just trying to remember the joy of it you know and the art concentrate on the art and the work and the, and the process I guess and it's it's such a it's such a funny business whereby everybody's journey is completely different and try and enjoy the journey and the process of it and um yeah I think I think that's it really thank you so much <laughs> oh Ellie God. I think that about um winds up our conversation but okay. thank you for like just sharing with us all of these amazing yeah. stories you are <laughs> genuinely like if anybody ever as ever gets a chance to see ellie on stage and like it she is magic <laughs> and i just can't we can't thank you enough for you know coming yeah, on yeah massive to us thank about you this stuff. Oh, i really enjoyed it it's so nice to speak to you guys before we go we yeah. just like to give you the floor to yeah where can people find you yeah come and just 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 like some of my posts on instagram no i'm, <laughs> I'm on instagram um ellie burrow I think that's that's it. That's my that's my handle. Luckily, Liam has um, Liam taught me how to do stories, so occasionally <laughs> I do <laughs> I do do an Instagram story. I'm on Twitter as well. I don't use it as much though. Um, and I'll definitely be in the theatres again next year at some point. Yes, you will. Um, and a massive thank you guys for listening in today. Don't forget that we want to hear all of your embarrassing audition stories so we can ask our next guest on the show what they would have done. Yeah, you can get us on Instagram. We are at Roles I Could Have Played. We really want to hear all the weird and fabulous things you guys have got to say. Um, but for now, thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.